0: Well, Father Jonathan, we are here, and it is still Easter.
1: We are here, fourth Sunday of Easter.
0: Fourth Sunday, and... How we, long does this go?
1: Yeah, I think Six? we go...
0: We go probably until June. So, as we record this, it's April. So, we still got... Yeah. <laughs> we still got a... month. month. We still got like a month and a half to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which go is great. Pentecost, huh? Yeah. So, settle in, because...
1: <laughs> Settled in.
0: <laughs> although, what's curious, like, uh, I was you know, as I'm saying that, I'm thinking, you know, settle into all of these resurrection stories. But then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, this fourth Sunday of Easter, <laughs> we don't have anything, anything to do with the resurrection.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do we do?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, do you shoehorn the Good Shepherd story into the resurrection? Or do you just talk about the Good Shepherd?
1: I mean, I think there's a way in which we can, I don't know, Do we? do we even try to like, I mean, we say this, I guess, I'm not even saying anything right now, um, of like, how is the resurrection tr- sort of the groundwork for all of these other stories? Mm. So like, here's 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 the thing, <laughs> the resurrection. This is what we're preaching. This is what we're pro- proclaiming, that Jesus Christ died for us and then rose again. Now let's add sort of layers on for some other sort of different types of imagery. mm
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Instead of instead of doing one or the other, I think it could be helpful to look at. These are all. These are all. Um, yeah, Good Shepherd in light of the resurrection.
0: No, yeah, I I appreciate that. I was um I was as you were saying all that. I was thinking, how would this Good Shepherd reading like ring in my ear if we were reading it during Lent? You know. Yeah. Uh, or if we were reading it during Advent. Uh, it seemed, or if like we were reading it during ordinary time. It seems like the, the season gives a certain flavor to a reading that's kind of timeless, you know? And clearly like the gospel of St. John is written after the resurrection. And so Mm -hmm. in John's mind, Mm -hmm. uh, the resurrection, everything is, yeah, everything is read through the lens of the resurrection as it should be for us, you know? Um, so yeah, like, what does it mean to read about the good shepherd and hear these, phrases, you know, of course there's, I lay down my life and I take it up again. Like there's resurrection language, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm the good shepherd. I have, uh, I have other sheep, my sheep know me, um, follow me. It's All not,
1: it's not just, I have other sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. Hmm. That's a hard, that's a, especially in this day and age, that's a hard message to preach, I think, because now we're, you know, with, well, certainly with the fraction that's happened within Christianity and, you know, Trying to convert the masses and whatnot, right? But also now we're dealing with this more pluralistic society where you know, are we, are we bringing in the other religions or are we trying to preach to non Christians? Like, what's going on here? I mean, yes, right? Yeah. Answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, um,
0: totally. Um, well, I think maybe one. I have a few thoughts on that. Like one thing with the resurrection piece, like the resurrection affects everything, not just Christians. You know, it affects right all of creation. Um, All of creation has been raised up in Christ. Um, So there's that element. Uh, But then I would also venture to say, I'm trying to imagine myself in my own parish context and preaching something about, I have other sheep that don't belong to this fold. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't even need to go very far into talking about Islam or Judaism or Hinduism, any kind of other religion or atheism. I could just talk about how really like xenophobic. A lot lot of people in this country are with immigrants (laughs) from the Middle East and immigrants from Africa. There's a lot of xenophobia and there's a lot of prejudice that happens with immigrants. And so there's, or even just like the political divide, like there's a lot of political division here of uh, between like groupthink, you know? And so you could even Mm -hmm. read it that way, not just reading in terms of like the nation of Israel versus nations that don't belong to the covenant. You could also just read it as like, we're all members of the church, yet we don't talk to each other. You know, we don't. Right. We have all these things that divide us. Christ is still our one Lord, you know?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, that, uh, man. So not only does that happen in the church, I mean, you're pointing this out, but like, when you said that, my mind immediately went to the way that we're controlled by social media. Hmm. You know, not only is communication the easiest thing in the world to do right now, but we still don't talk to each other.
0: Right. Right.
1: Like, we talk at each other, we scream on Twitter at each other, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but we don't actually talk to each other. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so
1: I wonder if if that could be a way that we uh, focus. You know, what does the resurrection mean? It's sort of, you know, this is more of what I would typically say on like a Pentecost, where you've got people coming together through their diversity speaking Speaking with one tongue, with one voice, but maybe it's it's even more simple than that. Maybe it's that's the that's the resurrection.
0: Being that in, Jesus, yeah,
1: yeah, that Jesus has given us something. Um, I mean, okay, salvation, <laughs> redemption, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. new life. Uh, but what does that new life mean? Well, it means living. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we don't live in isolation. We live together.
0: Right, right. That the sins of division should cease. Like the the, the, yeah. the separation should cease in Christ. Now there are there is diversity, uh, but as Saint Paul right. will say later, is like there's no Jew or Greek. You know, there's no Gentile or Jew in Christ. All are one. Um, like right. that's a great that's a great lesson to to preach about for the resurrection. Is like how like where the rubber hits the road with the resurrection. Of course, there's new life. Of course, there's joy. But there's also like community building, building communities, uh, reconciliation between peoples, that in Christ, like the disciples go out to the Gentiles, and it's not that now the salvation is also offered to the Gentiles, it's God is also here. (laughs) Like, God is in this place as well, you know?
1: Right. So here's a thought I just had. Tell me if I'm crazy. Okay. Uh, What if, what if we because I think we do this just kind of naturally, we want to put these sort of qualifications on these rather simple statements that Jesus gives so often, you know, care for the poor. Well, this is what he meant by that, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, What if, what if we just keep it simple for now, like be together, you know, and then we'll get into the weeds of, well, it's unity, but there's, there's still diversity, but no distinction, et cetera, et cetera. Like, that's a pentecost thing you know right, we're not right. creating a new Babel, right 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 we're we're creating something different but mm. we're not there yet like mm. we need to we need to in a sense um we're still on our baby steps mm. like we need to get we need to lay the foundation right now and the foundation is broad it's generous it's it's all encompassing and then as we build up then we can start to make distinction
0: what um when you talk about a foundation does that foundation have a cornerstone or
1: <laughs> hmm. I mean that's the psalm Well, <laughs> so. well is that really the psalm yeah, Oh my gosh so, I'm an idiot Yeah boom so, there it is Yeah and the first reading uh, as
0: well the first reading is he is the stone rejected by you the builders which has become the
1: cornerstone So <laughs> yeah maybe that's where I got that from Uh you know but I mean look even go more basic than that what was the parable that Jesus gave us you know I don't know where that is but like where do you build the foundation Hmm. you've got to build it on solid ground so like there are steps that you have to go before we can start making these nuanced statements about about our faith right like we've got to be on a firm uh on firm ground on solid ground our foundation has to be strong there has to be a cornerstone upon which the walls are built right like there are you ask any builder, any farmer or anybody that does anything technical, mm-hmm. like you don't jump to the end, especially not when you're learning. Mm-hmm. When you're learning, you're making simple structures. <laughs> and then as you become more and more comfortable and, and more and more learned about your craft, then you can start to add flourishes.
0: Right, right. So not to lose the forest for the trees here. So you're, you're building all of this uh, homily around that one phrase about having sheep that don't belong to the fold.
1: Uh oh, kind of yeah so, i mean it's but it seems like there's so much more that's coming into it like you know i mean just this cornerstone talk and this way in which we yeah how are and i and i think more than just sheep that don't belong to this fold but i think there's a, a more fundamental question here is how do we proclaim the good news
0: right so i mean what's the phrase right after the one fold is that there will be one flock with one shepherd Like there's, there's a unity here with the one shepherd that, uh, yeah. And this is, I mean, this goes back to your preparation thing with like preparing Pentecost. Like we're preparing for that, you know, the, the, the giving of the spirit that unites the nations, but the foundation is here. It's Christ, Mm -hmm. you know, who is the one shepherd that, that shepherds all of us, you know? Right. Um, and if we have no, if we have no desire to allow other people to be, chosen <laughs> then we probably don't belong in the fold either you know
1: <laughs> yeah but again i mean going back to you know this con this question this concern of like what's happening in society right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh it's all about us versus them yeah yeah you know and as much as i want to you know pretend feign uh virtue here like I'm the worst one. <laughs> right. I was just talking about this yesterday with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this Us versus them mentality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's 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 a problem.
0: Right, right. Um, no, this is good. This is good. Let me uh, switch gears really quick just to throw another another image in the mix that might help too uh, in preparing this homily. I, I was thinking about the Good Shepherd in terms of how you were inviting us to think about it in light of the resurrection. And I was wondering, so my mind went to Psalm 23, which is not the Psalm for today, but... You know, the shepherd walks through Dark Valley with the sheep, yeah. um, probably because he's been through that valley himself, and he knows how yep. to walk through the Dark Valley um, without any light to see. Um, yeah, And the resurrection is Christ walking through the Valley of Death, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, him walking through that Dark Valley, and then we're reading about him being our shepherd. It's like, well, there could be kind of a memento mori kind of homily here of like, Jesus is the one who has been through death. And as our good shepherd, we hear his voice and follow. Like mm-hmm. we will also be going through death, but he's gone through it first, you know? Yeah. I don't know if there's something there that you could latch on Um Yeah.
1: <clears throat> Excuse me. Gosh. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. You know, and it's, it's also interesting. I hope this isn't too much of a deviation from what you're talking about. Cause it, in my mind, at least it makes sense. Um the uh, this first reading from Acts, you know, like Peter is saying, You're look, you're you're examining us, you're questioning us about this good deed. Uh, you know, how he was saved. And you're you know, he said this before, like you're you're trying to say you're trying to put this on us that it was somehow by our power. Mm-hmm. And yet you know <laughs> that it was in the name of Jesus. You know this because you put him to death <laughs> like, and so we in a in a very real way, like peter certainly is is very aware of this of that event, but like I think he's inviting us in to remember that we try to put ourselves i mean we're kind of everybody in the story in a sense, like we want we want to tell ourselves that it's by our own power that we're you know curing all these people and doing all these good deeds um and we are forgetting that it's only through the name of Jesus that these good things are done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we are also the one that keeps sinning. <laughs> right. <laughs> that in a sense put it, puts him to death. Um and so how I yeah, how can we Yeah, I I lost it a little bit there, but I, th- I I'm just yeah, wondering how we can kind of bring it back and wonder and and um focus it a little bit. Well, like what are we what are we actually getting at here?
0: So I think maybe one thing to to pick up on that um Peter is only doing that which he saw the Lord do. Yeah. So the Lord raises the dead. The Lord heals the crippled person. Everything that the guys do in Acts is something that Jesus did, you know? And so there's, there's some (laughs) guys. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so (laughs) there's something to be said about Jesus is the one that goes before us, like the shepherd goes before his sheep. Uh, Right. And so I, I find that that may be a way to talk about what happened that weekend, you know, in in first century Palestine, when Christ was put to death and rose from the dead, is that Christ was the, he's the firstborn of the dead. You know, he's not the last Mm -hmm. one that's to be born from the dead, but the first of us. So, you know, he was the one to die, he was the one to be raised, and we will follow suit. But then look at the wonders that we will work in his name, knowing that he has worked these wonders himself, you know. So, Right. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's something there. I'm not too on fire about this idea, just because I don't really know. I still feel like I'm trying to shoehorn a little bit the Good Shepherd into the resurrection. Right,
1: right. Yeah, I mean, I I like this image of the Good Shepherd and the Valley of Death. I think that's a really great connection. Um, Because, I mean, just look at the language of the Gospel. Like, it's uh, the Father has given this because I have laid laid down my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's, you know, that's our call to holiness for sure, that we are all called to lay down our lives. Um, you know, not in the kind of grand dramatic way. We're not probably not going to be crucified, um, but we are going to lay down our lives in other ways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are we willing to do that? Mm-hmm. Are we willing to walk through the shadow Knowing that there's that great light ahead of us,
0: right, and that Christ has done it already; He's walked before us. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I think that's all true and good. It's just I'm I'm, I'm missing well, a punch. What about
1: yeah? What about this? What about this? That close to the last line, no one takes it from me, hmm. but I lay it down on my own. Is there something there that we could that we could work with that we could tease out? That might give well, it that punch.
0: Well, maybe. Okay, so if Jesus is the one that goes before us, then could we say these things too? Um, like, even the martyrs probably could say. Like, you think about Stephen. You know, I he handed over his spirit. You know that yeah. uh, that Luke makes goes to great lengths to show how Stephen dies like Jesus. And yeah. you could say that once you've been redeemed, once you've been saved by Christ, then no one can actually take your life from you anymore. Like like no one can take my life from me. I'm I've been mm-hmm. saved by Christ. So my right. life itself as a living breathing walking Christian can't be taken from me. I can lay it down, but no one can take it from me because I have true life in Christ. And like mm-hmm. the resurrection is is my new life, you know. And so maybe there's something I I like that because it puts the emphasis on how do you live with resurrection confidence? That hmm. you don't walk through the valley of darkness anymore with the fear of of getting lost, you know, in that dark valley. Like, no one can take my life from me. Why am I so afraid? Uh, why do yeah. why do I live my life with so much fear of death, right. uh, with so much fear of failure? No one can take my life from me. Jesus has given me new life in the resurrection, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, you said it earlier, this, me- this uh, memento mori kind of focus, I think, is... Well, first of all, I mean, does that belong... In a resurrection uh, context, well, I think so. It has to,
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. because yeah. it's it's an implication of death, <laughs> right? Right. So, um, so the, the idea but of th- new life.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the idea is: can you and I, as sheep, speak with this same confidence as our shepherd that no one takes my life from me? I lay it down. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, now, in a different sense, because we're not Jesus, we're not God, but I should probably have the same confidence that my life is not over when someone kills me.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, okay, we're not Jesus, we're not God, sure, but look at our uh, second reading. See what love the Father has bestowed on us, that we may be called the children of God. Ooh, yeah. Yet so we are. Mm. You know? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Beloved, we are God's children now.
1: <laughs> Boom. Boom.
0: Yeah. And if our older brother walks before us and walks through that dark valley and comes out on the other
1: side... Then we should do that too. <laughs> we should probably do the same, you know? And we probably will yeah. do the same. Now, mm-hmm. I
0: I don't have certainty of my reaching the mountainside, um, but... I have confidence. Like I have confidence that I'll be saved. I don't have certainty that I'll be saved. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think that Catholics speak in terms of certainty, but we should speak of confidence. Like I have hope. Mm-hmm. I have hope. You know. I have faith. Confidence just means I have faith. Um,
1: yeah, that's an interesting conversation. You know, we ha we you and I have this often. I get I get more of a I guess an extreme. Call me out on this all the time. My extreme. Uh, you know, you're not going to accidentally find yourself damned for all time. <laughs> wow. uh, but like, to your point, though, yeah. is the, are the things that Jesus say true? Hmm. And if they are, well, then what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like okay yeah and again distinction and qualifications blah 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 I know but <laughs> you just blah blah what does blah Jesus say? like the most
0: important part
1: <laughs> did I well what does Jesus say but there but there's <laughs> what this, are we hearing from our scriptures today well there's discernment you are right? children of God yeah but there's you are children of God that's
0: right that's right but there's also the deceiver <laughs> right there's also the tempter absolutely right? there's also
1: absolutely yeah you know but and, if jesus stands with you who can be against you kind of a thing yeah
0: and that's that's also the gospel yeah for sure so um, so no this is, no, this is good this is good this is good i i think that there could be a homily here that gets us ready for pentecost gets us ready for the ascension gets us thinking in terms of how is it that in the resurrection like we've done all the resurrection accounts we've done all those like we've seen jesus mm-hmm. resurrected we've seen him with the disciples, now, like, this is also, because it's a it's a, p- a posterior work, the Gospel of John, it's also a resurrection account, in a sense, because mm-hmm. everything is being read through the lens of new life, and how do yeah. we see Jesus as the one walking through death into new life, and ha- how can we yeah. have confidence that we will walk the same path? You
1: know, and I think there's a very practical reality there as well. This could be my final thought, that, you know, we've, we've done a lot of work. We've gone through Lent, we've gone through the octave, um... You know, Easter's gonna be a long time still. Uh, Pentecost is happening a little bit later, but like, I think the question that we could be asking ourselves is, "What are we? What do we do now? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. how do we live?" Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of practicality in that. Like, here's how you live uh, a life according to what has been given to us by Jesus.
0: Right. Right. The new life that we've received at Easter. Now what? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Good. Thanks, man. That's good. I guess my parting thought would be your typical one. Go pray.
1: (laughs) All right, pal. All
0: right, man. Peace.